to work through, getting over there and, and, and taking over with LeBron James and all the demands that he has and what he made work there and then rebuilding this team with a lot of young talent. I The Cavs are the example of how you want to rebuild a team. Absolutely. And you've got some veterans. You've got a lot of young talent. You have an identity. You understand what type of team you're going to be. I Yeah, so. Again, yeah, and like you're a Knicks fan. That's the New York yes. market. I'm a Chicago fan. I'm a Bulls fan. That's the Chicago market. Like they... Okay, you had the little run there with Derek and Joakim and Carlos Boozer and Luol Deng where you went to the Eastern Conference Finals once and then you won another playoff series. But other than that, like you haven't been relevant since the 90s and you're this huge market. You're the number three market on the planet. Go out, spend the right money, not just on guys like that don't fit. Like Rondo and Jimmy Butler and that version of Dwayne Wade were not going to fit together. Like Vooch, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine, that probably was never going to work. I mean, I know that Lonzo got hurt. So you really can't judge because they didn't have a full season together. But it's just frustrating because you watch a smaller market or a mid-market team like Cleveland. They won a championship. They had great years with LeBron Mm -hmm. James. And now they kind of like rebuilt on the fly with a lot of good draft picks, young players. They go out, they get a superstar like Donovan. Even though he wanted to be a Nick, he didn't want to be there. They still got him. Makes you jealous uh, of them, like the Grizzlies, the way that they've drafted. Mm -hmm. Even OKC. Like, I'm jealous. They haven't won a championship, but I'm jealous of the Thunder. Uh, Like, that's a great fan base, too. They show up. They all wear the white T-shirts. That's the other thing. There's not they, much where, to do in Oklahoma City. So. Yeah, I mean. They're like, let's go to a Thunder game. Why not? Yeah. By the way, Kevin Love just making his debut for the Heat. It's weird to see him in Heat uniform. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on. So Kevin Love walks out on the field here, or the field, walks out a lot of XFL for yeah. me the last couple weeks, walks <laughs> out here uh, on the court, and he's in a Miami Heat jersey. There was like a dance team behind him. You have the Bucks wearing their purple old throwback jerseys. Giannis, who was like ruled out, then doubtful, then probable. He's in. He's playing in this meaningless com- regular season Complete game. shocker that he's like, out there right now with that wrist injury. Why? The Bucs. I don't is, get it. I love Giannis because of this. He treats game 68 like it's game 7 of the NBA Finals. But you're 41-17. and 17. You're the second seed right now in the Eastern Conference. Nobody really scares me in the East that's going to overtake you. You really only need to be a top 3, top 4 seed, and you're most likely going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, get Giannis some rest. I don't want him playing at 60-70%. He left the All-Star game, even. I'm really, really surprised. Maybe because this is a nationally televised game and it's against the playoff team in Miami. It's Miami. Budenholzer's like, I want to make a statement with this right out of the break. But, like, you got a lot of games left. And this Bucks team needs to prioritize health for the playoffs, not the regular season. Absolutely, man. So, I'm with you. I'm, I'm surprised we're seeing him out there, too. Maybe he's going to be on a minutes restriction. I don't know. But, like, one, I mean, it's a risk, right? We saw him go down. That was, looked like it was worse. Looked bad. Like, I thought he broke it at first. Like, yeah. that. That's a if they don't have Giannis, that's it. Your season's done. And the other thing is, man, like Chris Middleton, he's out there tonight, but he's on a minutes restriction. He's playing 20 minutes a game. He's only giving you 13 points, three rebounds, three assists this year. Drew Holiday's been excellent. He was an all-star, yep. and you're getting the most out of Brooke Lopez. But like the second half here, or you know, post-all-star break, you want to get these guys some rest because we saw this last year in the playoffs. I mean, they took Boston to the limit even without Chris Middleton, and they were just gassed. They were just burned out. But I uh I would want Giannis sitting. But now watch, he'll drop fifty-two points. And that's have of course seventeen that's rebounds. Have three. Well, big I didn't have a side shots. on this, luckily. Though I was hoping for more from Drew Holiday. I, don't, I took the over on his points, uh, points and assists because I thought, well, he's going to have to do more. You know, more just more touches, just more responsibility with Giannis out. So hopefully, Giannis will still be limited in this. But I don't know. We'll and, see. And the other thing, so Middleton was actually listed in the starting lineup, but he's not out there. 
So that's the other thing I'm looking at here. See, this is the problem. You need to know what's going on because it really affects this game. So they started the Bucks tonight, started Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, uh, Javon Carter, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. And they don't have Chris Middleton listed on the injury report. He is still on a minutes restriction. I'm wondering if they're bringing him off the they bench They must be bringing tonight. him off the bench. Something weird's going on because he wasn't even labeled out that last game before the All-Star break. They labeled him out like 25, 30 minutes before tip. Uh, and I didn't have anything in the game, so it didn't really matter. I just, I'm a little worried about his health. Like, if you have a Bucks ticket, I'd really worry about his health. Which is Middle, Middleton has been in and out of the lineup so much this year. Yeah, they're going to need him, and, though. Yes, they will. We saw that yeah. last year. Boston just has too much depth. Yep. They're going to need his defense. They're going to need another scoring threat, somebody to knock down shots, because that's clearly clearly uh, not Carter or Grayson Allen. If I do the, like Carter. If the Bucks aren't at full strength, they are not beating the Celtics. No. It's not happening. No. They, like, they have to get this team rested and ready to go. So. I don't think they're beating the Celtics at full strength, but I think their best chance they is They definitely won't have a shot if Chris no. Middleton's not out no, there, No, absolutely not. But at this point, even if he's out there, how healthy is, is he going to be? So that's one of the dilemmas with them. Uh, you know, look, we had a lot of movement from the trade deadline and then the buyout market. You got Russell Westbrook now going to the Clippers, where apparently it wasn't really uh, something the team wanted, and then Paul George had to kind of, you know, ease management and be like, come on. Look at what he did back in the day, back with me when I played in the Thunder. And they're like, yeah, but he's not the same player anymore. I think this is going to be a disaster. If they need to limit his role to being something very specific, where he's coming off the bench, where he's not playing late in the fourth quarter, where he's not put in a situation where there's major responsibility, you have to have a contained role for Russell Westbrook. I mean, you got to think about this. This team brought him, it's not just for the regular season, right? It's for the playoffs. The Clippers are healthy now, and they have championship aspirations. Aspirations. I'll try that again. It's a Friday. It's a Friday night. Thank you. Uh, and you've been holding down the four. Russell right. Westbrook has shot under 40% in four of the five playoffs that he's played in without Kevin Durant. So that's going back to 2016. And he's only gone past the first round once, and that was with James Harden. And if you look, like Harden was the one that really took over that, yeah. that series. So if Russell Westbrook can step back, then this team is in a position where, okay, he's used as a, I'm not going to say role player, because this is a future Hall of Famer. But where he is now in his career, he needs to be somebody that understands you come off the bench, you're a spark plug that's going to get you some buckets, make some plays, play some defense, bring some intensity, get to the rim, just bring that energy with the second unit. That's as much as it should be. It should be. And if they're getting him out there with Kawhi and Paul George, that's going to ruin any chemistry that, by the way, they're still trying to build because they barely played together since yeah. they came over here with all the injuries. I, they, When people were praising this move, oh, this is so great for the Clippers. I'm like, what? What have people been watching the last few years? The, the Lakers instantly got better just getting rid of Russell Westbrook. Yeah. No, 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 seriously. And it's like, that's why I wanted them to get a Mike Conley, somebody that could just kind of like run the offense, yeah. hit some big shots. Fred perfect, Van Vliet. I mean, Fred them. Van Vliet would have been perfect. But obviously, you know, Toronto didn't want to deal him, which made sense. They didn't get the package that they wanted. I just, I'm with you because he's, the problem with him, and I love Russ. Like, he's exciting. He's fun. I love him on a bad team because he'll give you a triple-double. He could pad his stats. But he's just, I don't see him ever being the point guard of a championship team. That's just not really him. He's out of control. We saw that in OKC when he was at his best. And that's the other thing. Like, this isn't 24, 25-year-old Russ in his prime. Yep. This is, like, the end of the road for Russ. And he's still a solid player. I wouldn't hate him if he was going to be the 10th or 11th man. But, man, I've been following this story because I have the sixth man of the year ticket for Malcolm Brogdon, plus 550. And I was scared about Russ. Change of scenery. Now he's going to a team that's relevant. They're going to be in the playoff picture, probably a top four seed. Kawhi's playing his best basketball. But then, man, I was on all Clippers, and they're saying, um, according to Law Murray, who covers the team for the Athletic, that they are expected to start Russell Westbrook and bring Terrence Mann 
off the bench. Oh, this is going to be a disaster. They say it's a shocking move because Terrence Mann has done such a great job as a starter. They're 10-2 and two when him, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George all start together. And when they're all on the field together, all on the floor together, geez. Uh, a 126.8 offensive rating, 61.1% effective field goal percentage, 52% field goal percentage. They shoot 42% from three, which you're not getting with Russ. No, no, you're not. And they're a plus 42 in 284 minutes. So, like, I was complaining about Terrence Mann at the point guard because he's not... uh, He's not a point guard. No, he's a three. Or maybe a two. Maybe an oversized two. But, um, I don't know, 10 and two, you look at those offensive numbers, I just, I don't want to see them skip a beat with Russ taking over in the starting lineup. But at the same time, I do want to see Russ in the starting lineup because I don't want him messing up my six minutes. I think think you should be... If he's starting now, you should be good. You're you're going to be in a very comfortable spot now unless Norman Powell actually And That's who scares me. Like, it's not even Russ on the He's at plus 375 right now. Yeah, he's everything. Way like behind Malcolm Brogdon, but he's and the Clippers have had some good six men over the years. Like yeah. you, you've had a lot of I mean, Lou Williams has won it there. Uh you had um Yeah, Lou Williams, man. You, I, Lou Williams, I feel like Well, he's the all time great he, six man. He won it like every Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Did he win one there? Yeah, he did win one with the he won actually he won a bunch too. So yeah. yeah. So I it's gonna be a beautiful disaster. I, it's I, just the chemistry I, is gonna be thrown off. It's gonna be bad. You should be bringing him off the bench. That that's a coach not looking at what's actually worked with yeah. everything you just laid out. It's ignoring that and saying, but Russell Westbrook. No, and no, like, stop it. And LeBron runs that team like a strict parent. He's like a dad, and he couldn't control Russ. He, like, I love Kawhi, but that's not really him. He's quiet. He's not going to say anything. Although, I don't know, man. You piss off Kawhi behind closed doors, behind the scenes, he might get after you. And maybe. Kawhi's playing his best basketball maybe. right now. Maybe they'll win despite Russ, or maybe Russ <laughs> will prove us all wrong. Derek Clawson, draft analyst next, Ben MGM the Night.